0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everybody, welcome to the a and After Show. Happy to be back. I'm Lindsay Loveridge, executive editor of Anime News Network. And with me is Jackie Jing, who's called to some really good music right now, I think. No, I was just excited. Lindsay's back. Yay. <laughs> Yay. And James is here. He's toughing it out
1: for us. He's feeling a little not great. So like, you know. But I can't, I can't miss out on everything that's going down because I don't know if you guys noticed, there's a lot going on in Attack on Titan lately. <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. This was yeah. a huge,
0: okay. So I didn't get to be here for last week, which was really disappointing for me because I would have made a ton of jokes about Aaron like losing his Oh head. my gosh. And- you know, how it was such a head spinner and all those other sorts of things. So, oh, like, you you, missed wonderful you, you comparison, saw the birds
2: I mean. comparison, right? Let's the see. birds comparison? The birds and Ernie. Oh, yes.
0: Yes. Of course I watched Okay. That. I was that like, was really good. oh my gosh. Yeah.
2: Um, and the whole interaction, James like brought it up, like, <laughs> Just casually, and then I started dying laughing, and he was like, "How dare you like insinuate that there's <laughs> they look alike?" And I was like, "I'm leaving."
1: confused, guys. you like, "Yeah, uh huh." pictures, uh-huh.
2: yeah. yeah, but yeah, anyway. I like
1: one shot, no scoped, him. it was it was crazy. Um, it was pretty sick. I'm not gonna lie. It was one of the. It, it's you know when when you watch as much anime as we do, it can be hard to be surprised by things. You know, yeah, you've we, seen a lot strong. of it, but that was one of those moments where I kind of. You know I got up out of my chair and I was like, oh my gosh, like I and did Zeke's not... like
0: baseball skills came in handy, you know, he yeah. slid for that fly ball. He,
1: Kyle, that paid oh, off, that no. was foreshadowing. That
0: no, was... you did not.
2: But he did actually he was did. that's exactly I did happened. not think of that until you just said that yeah. actually. I now guess. I
1: want like... someone to get that scene of, of Zeke holding on to Aaron's decapitated head, and I just want like Armin with an umpire's mask going like <laughs> safe. <laughs> safe. Oh. <laughs>
0: Mikasa in the outfield is like, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my god. You
2: also, yeah. Um, <laughs> James from <laughs> the photo of Mikasa and she's like cutting off these two like uh, Marlian's heads. I think it was Marlians, right? Yeah. And then, um, I was like, this is a great photo of Picasso's back end. And he was like, oh, well, I was more talking about the head getting cut off. But yeah, I was just like, oh yeah, I mean that too. But I'm anyways. not
1: going to like, lie and pretend that I didn't also <laughs> notice the butt <laughs> shot, but I mean.
2: Anyways, Lindsay, you missed on a, a very good show, but we got a lot to talk about today too. We do. I
1: took
0: uh, massive notes this time around, you know, to like get all the context that I missed. Because this episode, you know, was basically like flash flash a huge flashback focusing mostly on Aaron's dad Grisha and I was like okay I know we got all of this last season you know we got to see like Grisha's really tragic backstory and his rise into being like a a resistance fighter and then getting taken to paradise with his first wife and all of that kind of stuff but you know wasn't fresh in there so I went and read a bunch of things to make sure that you know, I kind of knew what was going on. But holy crap. I mean, this was yeah. like... I mean, I think we all kind of expected that Aaron was going to try and pull one over on Zeke. Right? Like, that was, kind
2: of- There was one part where, like, he shows him... like
0: We're, like, two
2: minutes into the episode, right? He's, like, showing yeah. a flashback. And then Aaron's like, okay, I'm not brainwashed anymore. And I was just like, <laughs> Aaron...
1: Such a little stinker. Yeah,
2: I know. I was just like, I couldn't. But, I mean... Yeah. I just... Aaron just... Is he an Aries? Because like I just feel like he has that no bullshit like kind of mentality. I gotta look up whatever his sign yeah, is. Yeah, what's right? Aaron's
0: birthday? If he's not an Aries, he's a Scorpio. But someone put <laughs> that in there. I cannot. <laughs> uh,
2: and I know chat knows because you all know all. Y'all, yeah. are, y'all are just like wild. Yeah. But anyway,
0: yeah, yeah. So where should where do you think we should start? I mean, we could go through it like chronologically. I guess what I got the most out of this episode was how. Um, I felt like up to this point, Grisha had really kind of been played as this almost evil character. Aarons and
2: Ares, by the
1: way. I, I, don't, just, know, I don't know about just, evil, but it I'm definitely sorry. it definitely seemed like you know, and like first, he'd been like, manipulating his kids yeah. this
0: entire time, right? Like he was he was at least guy. using
1: his kids in the scheme that he had to, you know, to to, to take down the royal family and and uh, give the the power of the founding Titan to someone else and. You know, I think Zeke especially was very much on board with that narrative that, like, you know, when when uh, Grisha wasn't able to kind of recruit him to the, the pro Eldian cause, um, he basically had, like, another kid to try again. And that yeah. was sort kind of Zeke's perspective where it's like, this guy really just, like, all he ever wanted to do was use his kids for the... To for be, them. like, child soldiers for the
0: cause sort of deal. And But now it seems like he's at, he was way more tortured about it, like, the entire time, I feel like, is what we got to see, like, that... He didn't just abandon Zeke and and Dina you know that he was like missing them and grieving them this entire time and that he really loved Aaron and Carla and actually like put off like had discovered where um, the royal family were were doing their passing down ceremony and probably could have went in there and ate them long while before he did because they do that ceremony every 13 years but instead of that he wanted more time with with Aaron and uh, Carla. So he, he put it off and put it off and put it off until what I assume is he probably got some vision via Aaron yeah. and realized he couldn't wait anymore. And that was sort of the thing that, that was revealed, is that the Attack Titan has this secret uh, ability to see the future through its future descendant. I have mixed feelings about that. That seems kind of like riding yourself out of a corner a little bit. But
1: mm-hmm. that it did, was sort it, of... It did feel like... um. I guess a little bit like, I don't know if ass pull is the right word, but it's one of those things where I get a little frustrated when in anime or in manga, they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we've had this power the entire yes, time. 100% we never, agree. You know, it's only relevant now. 100% um, agree. Yeah. But yeah, so, so anime,
2: it's so anime, you yeah. know, it's annoying, but it's like we, you know, it's just anime. Just like Armin being like, oh, I believe in my best friend. It's yeah. like, I mean, it's, yeah from Sailor Moon you know what I mean like yeah. it's like it's, it's I, I think
1: fun. the one thing that saved it for me was that it does seem like you know just given like the reveals that we got and like the you know these these moments here where like it, it seems clear that Grisha is communicating with Aaron and was he kind of across time yeah um and I would you know I you're gonna have to forgive me, chat, but it's been like three years since some of these episodes. So I would have to go back and and see if like these scenes are planted, you know, super early on or if we're kind of retconning a bit. But like, yeah. it, it does seem like this was this reveal was kind of in the making for a while. And so right. even though the explanation felt a little like surprise, the Titan can do that. <laughs> you just can. Um the implications for the story I thought made sense.
0: Yeah so I um, I think
1: one of the other questions that kind of came out of this too
0: I mean there's a lot of and we can talk about this sort of comparison between uh, Zeke's upbringing and Aaron's upbringing because I feel like Grisha was a different father to both of them but it's almost like despite his best attempts um, to direct like he tried to direct Zeke to basically you know become the Beast Titan Warrior program infiltrate the Marlian army, betray them for the uh Eldian Resistance Army's cause, and then. But in the end, Zeke sold his parents out. Like he he found out that the Marlians were onto them and that they were all going to be killed for treason. So he decided to save himself and his grandparents and sold out his parents. Yeah. And then on the other hand, when he got another opportunity for a new family, and he has Carla and Aaron. He doesn't try to direct aaron that way at all it's mostly like you know he's trying to have this more idealistic family life but aaron is just like full of anger full of like the kind of rage that i feel like grisha used to have Mm -hmm. um before he lost his first family and a lot of that stems to the from the philosophical debate going on between uh what the royal family thinks the eldians are supposed to do what Zeke thinks the Eldians are supposed to do, and what Aaron wants for the Eldians as well. And um, I don't know, I guess I'd like to hear your guys' thoughts on like Zeke's proposal of euthanization and no longer having Eldians at all, because to be Eldian is to suffer, as in his mind. And then we have the royal family who thinks the Eldians are supposed to kind of be this kicking, this like scapegoat and just sort of take this uh uh discrimination upon themselves due to the actions of their ancestors and just sort of like deal with it mm-hmm. and then there's Aaron who thinks that that is horribly cruel to that both options are cruel it's not fair and that the Eldians shouldn't have shouldn't should no longer have to basically be punished for for things that they don't even remember anymore they straight up, don't
1: remember because they've been yeah, their yeah. brains have been cleared of it.
0: Yeah,
2: um, exactly. James, you want to go first, or you want me to?
1: I, I mean, well, and we were talking about it a little bit um, uh, off uh, off mic too. But the whole this is one of those areas where, especially in this episode, where like you know the word nationalism actually gets like just yeah. straight up you know dropped. Um, know. Not if not for the first time, then for the first time in a long time, right? Yeah. Um, I yeah feel like- Zeke
0: tells Aaron that his views are nationalistic aren't that yes which is
1: uh man it just it gets so tricky because i think in order to 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 talk about the different philosophies that are being bandied about regarding the future of the eldians i think it's a little impossible to not at least like address some of like the allegorical political implications because as far as just pure world building goes Um, granted there's, there's information that we don't quite have yet. Right. Like when it comes to, um, we, we got that part this week where, um, Grisha like specified like, Hey, like, you know, the, the people on this Island don't even know about these war crimes, you know, why should they be punished for them? Mm -hmm. And without the information of like what specifically the Eldians were actually like, you know, how much of the Marlian propaganda was accurate, how much of the, the pro Eldian propaganda is accurate. Right. We've seen things thrown around from
0: both sides, like and we don't have
1: like a definitive take yet. Like we haven't seen of what really happened. Yeah. But if I, I think like for me especially, it's kind of impossible to ignore the whole idea of you know I think the thing that makes it tricky is when Grisha talks about euthanization, I think the fact that his his assumption is that oh the only way for us to to live or the only way for the world to have peace is if we all die. Um, or right. as if our entire race stops existing. Right. And the fact that that Aaron's desire to not be genocided <laughs> is framed as nationalism. And maybe it's like a translation thing, you know, maybe it's just one of those instances where like the, the word has more nuance or different contexts in a, in like a Japanese context than it would here. I think but, what was used in the episode was less about.
0: Aaron's personal views about what should happen and more an assumption on Zeke's part because Zeke saw Grisha's views as national Eldian nationalism and he assumes that Grisha brainwashed Aaron to have the same views. So I don't think it's so much that Aaron's views are nationalistic because he doesn't believe in the genocide. It's that Zeke assumes they're nationalistic because he knows how his dad was and he assumes Aaron is the same as his dad. There's a lot of that going on between them because initially Zeke wants Aaron on his side so bad. He's like, I'm never going to abandon you. You know, no matter what happens, you know, you're my brother and I'm going to be here for you no matter what. He, I think he really wants to have that connection with Aaron where despite who their dad was, they agree on it, but at the end of it, they don't, they don't. And I think also it's worth noting that Zeke's views are heavily influenced by uh, Mr. Cassaver Cassaver. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. original Beast Titan. Because yeah. when you know his uh, when his parents went off to Parody- uh, Paradise Island, he was still there in the Marleyan Army, and Mr. Cassaver' suffered horrible loss, and so he was just a really depressed man who was playing catch with this little boy like a surrogate son. But he said a couple things to him during that relationship and uh that really stuck with zeke and one of them was that he thought that they shouldn't have been born yeah Yeah. that he would have rather not been born than lost his family because his wife killed herself and their son um when they she found out that he was eldian because he had hid that from her and then she found out that she had had a married a man and had a son with him that was eldian and that was so horrible to her that she killed herself and and their child so can we just talk about this is a lot of disturbed people? Yes.
2: Okay. Like we're not talking of we don't have a lot of mentally healthy, securely attached people, you know? Like I'm trying to think of like anyone in here who hasn't incurred a lot of trauma. Um right. I mean, like I think kind of what
0: war does to people, right? Exactly.
2: I think yeah. um I personally, um first of all. Lindsay and I covered My Hero Academia and I felt like if it wasn't complete BS filler, it was like just so much trauma and <laughs> I felt like we're having a therapy session every time. Yeah. And this felt like that to me. It was like a big change of tone. Um, and I, for me personally, I um, really empathized with Grisha and Zeke. Um, and I think it was a little bit unusual for me, um, especially to be feeling empathy for zeke but i i just was like this episode was just so heavy you know um i think grisha uh you know was motivated by you know the death of his sister which was like incredibly brutal right mm-hmm. and he thought that he was doing something um you know for the greater good and he really was not a father to zeke you know what yeah. I mean? He was, uh, he, he thought like, oh, this is such a great plan for the greater good. And it's really like the really sad lesson that like, if you, you're not good to the people who are supposed to be close to you, like you, you're you really like, you're doing a lot of damage. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, look what Zeke evolved into because he was essentially like a spy as a child, which is like, aren't you asking a lot from a child yeah. there? He betrayed but, them at age seven. Like, yes. yes. He was a little boy, but he would, you know? he. but uh, frankly, and I think we were all like, Zeke, how did you do that? But that when it, we first found out, but then it's like Zeke's dad and mom abandoned him and made him a spy when he was very young. And then he had a man come into his life who was extremely depressed and not mentally healthy. In my yeah. opinion, you know what I mean? So it's like he, 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 frankly, did destroy his son's life in a way. Like, you know what I mean? like Or he he really set him up for failure, for lack of yeah. a better word, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think what was so powerful about this episode was just that Zeke went back to see those memories and wanted to be like, my dad sucked, he was awful. And, oh, Aaron called him out so bad. Aaron was like, all I see is like a a grown man with daddy issues or something a lot more (laughs) eloquent. But I was like, no, he (laughs) didn't. But that is what Zeke's hang up is. It's like, he wanted to see those memories and see some villain and be like, I'm totally in the right. And like, it hurt to be like, actually, you know, your dad was full of regret. He tried to do better. And if he could have seen you, he would have, he would have just been like, I love you. And actually it's interesting. Cause chat was kind of chiming in on that. And they were like, did he actually see Zeke and stuff like that? I have to go back and see what, they yeah. were saying. but that was also a little tricky. I think when I was watching the episode, I was literally, um, texting Lindsay and was like, Zeke's the ghost of Christmas past. or like, <laughs> What the hell's going on right now? Yeah. And now like Grisha can see his sons or hear, you know, like there was a lot going on there, but, um, yeah. I just I really wanted to point out like it was like this was definitely extremely heavy for Zeke mentally. And also, I mean, Grisha, like I, I'm like, I don't think I ever really cared that much about Grisha, to be honest. Like I was like, OK, of like, this like,
0: mysterious background guy who gave Aaron a key for a really long time. A hundred percent.
1: But yeah. then
2: watching this episode, I was like, first of all, he looks young to me. Like, you know, what I mean, he was a young father who mm-hmm. wanted to get revenge for his sister's death probably was too focused on that to even see that he needed to be a good parent. You know what I mean? And then had all this other trauma go down, like following like the the betrayal of his son betraying them. Right. And so then he gets like the second chance at life and he really wants to do so good by Aaron that he's betraying himself and doing these awful things. And then Zeke is just like, Oh my gosh, he's trying to make up, for not being there for me by being there so much for Aaron that he's not even being true to himself. It was all a big commentary on if you're not true to your authentic self, shit goes haywire people. That was really what I felt it to be like, you know, but um, yeah, I don't know. For me, it was, it was hard. It was a very hard episode to watch, especially the hug at the end when Grisha is like, Oh my God, is that you? And like, you're so grown up. I'm like an emotional, like, even, like saying that, you know. Yeah. And then like being like, when he goes like, "I love you," I was like,
0: and he apologized. Yeah, throwing my pen. That's and then like, you could was... tell it touched Zeke too. Like he wasn't completely oh, yeah. dead he, to his dad anymore. He cried. Yet.
2: Yeah, he you cried. So, and I didn't know how Zeke was gonna react, but
0: that what? I now
2: I just can't wait for the next episode. Like I don't even no. know what's gonna happen with with Zeke. Well, and I'm just wondering
1: this. like how much because of this whole. You know, with the like, you know, more than an implication, but with Aaron basically pushing his father to kill, kill the family and, yeah, and set—I mean, literally everything in motion, right? Like the whole, yeah. the whole reason that the that um, Reiner and Annie and them came to Paradise in the first place and killed Aaron's family, which is what set him on this path to revenge, was because the power of the founding Titan fell into into the wrong hands. Um, yeah. Into because, head, right? because, yeah, yeah. And so it's it's like, did Aaron, did Aaron cause, like, is Aaron responsible for getting his family killed, like oh. in in that sense, or getting his mother killed? Wow. If he hadn't, you know, convinced Grisha. Now again, you could argue, well, you know, and I'm, and I think what Aaron's philosophy is is that they were all kind of set up and doomed to die on that island anyway, right? Like that they were trapped and that they were, you know, left without agency or free will. But I think the thing that I'm really curious to see is like how much, you know, how much does this reveal of Aaron's influence on the past? And the fact that like the, the attack Titan can see like into the past and the future of like everyone who's ever had the attack Titan. how much of, how much of this whole conflict, the conflict of the whole show is going to be this, one of those one of those things where Aaron Aaron is fighting against a problem that he in in himself is partially responsible for. I don't know that that's that was the tricky thing for me to wrap my head around. It's like, well, if if you didn't make your father do this, then you wouldn't have watched your mother die right in front of you, and you wouldn't be so obsessed with you know defeating all of your enemies and and you know always moving forward and all that. But then, are are you? Is Aaron now in the in the place where he's kind of justifying all of that as the means to an end of securing the kind of freedom that, he, that he's decided is the be all end all for him. Um, yeah. There's some talk going in chat right now about the like
0: how events happen. And now it's like, oh well, I didn't look that part up for the refresher
1: of oh, why sure.
0: why Bert Holt and uh, Reiner and Annie dropped in to Paradise in the first place. I don't remember what set that into motion. I'd have to go back and like refresh on that. But um they're saying that that happened before um okay before he killed the family but on the other hand like the reason that Grisha went and killed the family that day is because he would know through Aaron's vision that the that the wall attack was going to happen so like he knew yeah. his, that part of the future so he knew that was his last chance to go eat them before like it was done so you could say that like no, it's not Aaron's fault because that attack on the wall was happening regardless um, of what Grisha did, but uh, Grisha wouldn't have eaten them without having that future information via Aaron, and Aaron, you know, did push him at that point. Maybe Aaron felt that was inevitable because he knew the, you know, because the incoming attack. Time um, loops. (laughs) Yes, yeah, time loops, I... I enjoy them, like that movie Looper was really good, for instance, like yeah. I I enjoy that kind of stuff where you have to like stop and like really think like, oh this is how the, all the puzzle pieces fit together but also it makes my brain melt so. This
2: seemed like a lot to take in, I'm not gonna yeah. lie, like I was like man, um, it, it was kind of like James was saying earlier, like this was this, this ability was available to them but now it's just like suddenly like dropping out of the blue and I I'm, I'm, I mean there was just like a lot that was dropped on us.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. For sure. Um, before we kind of dive into the allegory stuff that James was touching on, we have a quick ad read from our sponsor that Jackie's going to do here for us. Yes. So take a
2: okay, yes. Um, so our sponsor is Way. We want to give them a big thank you. Um, obviously, it's winter time. It's cold out there. James, is, it's dry and cold in, in Colorado, right?
1: Uh, it was actually almost 70 degrees today, but it's supposed to still like
2: Colorado weather. It's, it's I grew up there. To so like I know 10 inches
1: tomorrow. So Ex- you know.
2: that's 10 Colorado weather
0: tomorrow. for sure. Lindsay, yeah.
2: it's cold where you're at, right? Yes. Okay. I just
0: got back from Leavenworth, Washington where it was between 28 to 32 degrees Fahrenheit the entire time.
2: So yeah, there you go. And I'm in California and for some reason it's just been super dry out here. So you know what? There is a solution to this, y'all. It's whey, and they have this amazing quench thirsty skin and leave it feeling satin smooth with their Melrose Place Body Cream. It's fast-absorbing to nourish your skin when you need it most, hydration that prevents dryness, all three of us could use that, and high-quality nourishing ingredients like squalene, coconut oil, and kupasu butter and coconut oil. I always love saying (laughs) kupu. Oh, no. I got it wrong this time. Kupuasu butter, but um. Anyways, experience the new way Melrose body cream and body Ugh. cleanser. Your body, your way. And okay, make sure you listen closely here, folks. Okay, so you got to go to theouai dot com and use believe b l e a v to get fifteen percent off your entire purchase. So again, one more time, fifteen percent off your entire order at t h e o u a i.com and the code is believe b l e a v and um yeah the way melrose place body cleanser and the way melrose place body cream really going to help you stay hydrated with the skins. All right. Thanks, Way.
0: Thanks, Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So James, um, we were talking about this a little bit before the show, and I know this has continued to be a hot topic within attack on Titan discussion. And we've, you know, we've touched on this before on the previous seasons about um, political allegory or themes that are going on. You know, um, there have been things written about the series itself and how it may be like pro or um, con certain like highly controversial viewpoints uh i've you know through watching this show kind of remained in a middle ground where it definitely seemed like it was saying war is bad and fascism sucks and it ruins everyone's life but then there's these other things that have come up within this episode where it's like sorry Lindsay's description (laughs) just saying that so casually i'm sorry continue (laughs) core beliefs here for me all right war is bad and fascism sucks yeah and Attack on Titan has done a pretty good job of showing how war ruins everyone's life and also that discriminating against groups of people and, I don't know, feeding children to dogs and things like that is also really bad. Don't do that. that. Um, But uh, there's, like we talked about not last episode because I wasn't here, but the episode before, we kind of talked about how the rumbling seemed like it had some uh, similarities or could be taken as a nuclear power if you were to yeah. kind of like go out and now um the philosophical viewpoints that are lining up also seem to be commentating on some hot topics that are within Japanese politics uh, one of the big ones that's been going on for at least for a while but especially especially like 80 like years. Your, <laughs> 80 years but um but especially started coming to a forefront during uh when Shinzo Abe was prime minister which was up until very recently, mm-hmm. was uh, an article in the Japanese constitution that keeps them from having an active military force, not an active military force, um, a military force in- that can attack. So they have yeah. a, self-defense a self-defense force. Defense
1: force yeah, they maybe. have a
0: self-defense force from foreign invasion and attacks, but their constitution, that which was drawn up after World War II, um, does not allow them to invade or attack other places. And there's been Commentary. It's so weird that
1: it's the attack titan that's the that is the
0: why didn't I I didn't oh
1: god yeah
0: didn't yeah. sorry like it's the most obvious and maybe that's why that didn't occur to me but
1: i just thought i honestly i just thought of it like right now i was like oh yeah it's the attack titan i get it i see what you're doing <laughs> yeah How'd you, know you see i yeah, i see <laughs> Um, yeah, this is one of those moments where I kind of wish I could just pull up the the Bert picture again because that's a lot more fun allegory. But yeah, I, oh I really did feel this episode, and you you even have that that line where Aaron straight up tells Zeke. And again, I the show is has always done such a good job of of being nuanced and of of allowing its characters to be complicated. That yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not even arguing necessarily that the author or that the anime is like 100% on board with Aaron's philosophy necessarily. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll be singing a different tune in a few weeks. I don't know. But he has that moment where he like tells Zeke, like I would rather take someone else's freedom before they have the opportunity to take mine. AKA what? I want to be able to attack them. And, you know, destroy them before they have the ability to destroy me. Go you on know what's was offensive. also
2: really interesting about that part? I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on, like, a mental health thing here. So there's um, been a lot of, like, books written about um, just, like, how people come out of the womb, you know? And basically... Um, they say that you have your personality before you come out of the womb. That basically when you're in your mom's womb, you're, you can hear what's going on out there. You feel her responses to things and you have your personality set before you come out. And it's it, you basically are like, how am I going to adjust to what's out there? So I thought it was very interesting that he was like, this is... I, I came out of the womb like, like this. You know what I and mean? They, they set that up a little bit too, because yeah. they,
0: they show that scene again with um with Mikasa when he killed those uh, two people who had kidnapped her. Yeah. And they frame it in a way to kind of show, like, Aaron was always ready to kill. He was always yeah. willing to do that if necessary. And they make it, instead of it seeming like um a force of circumstance where, you know, it was... Kill or be killed, and this yes, kid yeah. was, you know, in this horrible situation. They kind of set it up as Aaron was always going to kill them, and he doesn't feel bad about it either. Yeah, and you, you can. I don't know if we'd ever seen the exact conversation he had with Grisha when yeah. I. I think they're burning the bodies. Actually, oh for sure, yeah. that's it, what it, I. Because yeah, They got it a cover burned. for her. like my kid did a murder, so we yeah. got to you know.
2: Like we're talking about trauma that these people. Baby's have first murder. Like, that's that's like really intense. Yeah, you know what so- I mean. Their but bodies are anyway, on
0: fire yeah. and his dad's basically scolding him, like, Do you understand what you just did? You just killed two people. And he's like, I just took out animals that look like humans, I think is what he said. Yeah, something to that extent. Yep. And yeah, it's like, yeah. well, I mean, yeah, these weren't good people. They kidnapped Mikasa and were they were ransoming her, weren't they? Because of her
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Because of her, her lineage, because For she's her, technically yeah, she's a yeah. princess or whatever. Anyway, they kidnapped her. I might have that part wrong, but they kidnapped her, and he's just like they're bad. News. The, no remorse, which is kind yeah. of I feel like a little bit in opposition to the sympathy they try to give you in the opening sequence, because there's those lines in the opening song, which by the way hit number one on the hard rock charts. Uh, yeah, about oh, crazy. Love it. Yeah,
1: um, but there's. Does it even have a song. full version, or is it just like the I minute thirty? I haven't heard. I haven't heard it yet. It's I was really looking fun. for one because I I like that song. Yeah, like- I know the song is
0: great. <laughs> yeah, it's but amazing. there's a part yeah. where he says like I didn't want to pick up a knife and like they, I think they kind of do a, a, some of the scene there might show the scarf, or so. Yeah. I I got the impression during that line in the opening that they're talking about how Aaron didn't want to kill, but this episode really made it seem like you know Aaron was always ready to kill even as a as a child. That's just like. Like yeah. you said, yeah. Jackie. Like he came out. He came that out. way. But th-
2: but then to to refute that, um, what doesn't make sense to me was like, okay, so let's say I could honestly see that more with Zeke than with Aaron, because it's like the parents' energy was so focused on bringing, um, you know, their political cause to be. So like he would have been adapted with like that political cause almost. Like right. I-, I could Great. see that a little bit more for. For me, it seemed like Carla didn't really know about any of this, right? Am I yeah. wrong? And then, oh, no,
0: she—you know—seemed like, or just, uh, she's just twice chilling. Twice. She wants to be yeah. a good
2: mom, yeah. yeah. And then, I don't think Grisha was pushing any agenda on his son because I feel like, he, for Aaron, not yeah. Zeke, obviously. Yeah. Um, so because I think he was trying to not do that this time. So it is interesting that he somehow had that mindset already.
1: You yeah, know, what I mean, I, I not that point where it emphasized where where I think Grisha was waiting for Aaron to be older before he started kind yeah. of bringing him in on the whole pro-Eldian thing. Yeah. Because it seemed like he's like, I've been keeping this secret. I've been keeping you away from this because I don't want you to like be indoctrinated. And when I got out of that, and again, it, it's more subtext, but I, I got that that he kind of learned his lesson and that you can't just brainwash people. Or, you A hundred percent. I think or, he you learned have his to, lesson, Yeah.
2: But then, isn't it interesting that some people are just built a certain way, or they're just, you know, what I mean, a certain way, and that it might just be Aaron
0: is that way. You know what I mean? Um, it's just he like just seems like he's been an angry kid for like a long time. I mean, there were some stuff that we saw earlier when he's like running around with Armin and Mikasa, but even at that point in his life, he was like. I'm gonna fight the bullies that are chasing us around, right? Like he was yeah. getting into little like street fist fights or something, which yeah, you know, like seemed harmless at the time. And I, I don't want to even read too much into that necessarily, but no. it just as there uh, someone was saying in the comment, uh, it was Nick said that um, doesn't mean that Aaron like necessarily is looking to kill people, but he's he's just fully open to it as a resolution in certain situations. And I mean okay but now that's been Hmm. taken but now that's i don't know aaron is pretty pretty
2: pretty, i mean i think we can all say aaron is is very disturbed i don't think anyone can argue that at this point like i'm sorry like even when you feel like he has like i'll be straight up i don't even know what the fuck aaron's trying to do right now i'm just gonna be completely clear i i'm I, I know, like, don't tear me up, chat. You guys are always like, oh my god, y'all are, like, you don't know your shit. Like, I'll be honest, I do not know what the fuck Aaron is thinking. Like, I, I
1: really feel like wants to. He wants to kill all of his enemies. I mean, that's what he's been saying yeah, this whole but time. but it's like, like, what gonna... does that
2: even mean? And at this point, like, I'm just, like, I think Lindsay posed initially, right? Like, Ze- Zeke wants, doesn't want people to struggle anymore, right? So he yeah. wants all these people, all the Eldians to just die. We don't need to worry about it you don't need to suffer anymore. Right. And then the Royal family, they were like, this is a way for like some of us to live well. Right. And then some people suffer and this is a world of hatred. I think they said it like straight up and some people are going to have to suffer. And some people aren't, you know, which like, let's be honest, it's a harsh world out there. And that is just kind of a reality. Like some people suffer for no fucking reason. They don't deserve it. And then some people are handed a silver platter and some could argue that they don't deserve it. You know what I mean? Just life is hard like that, you know? So I'm just like, what is, what is Aaron's, like what is his big resolution here? Like how is he like what what does he think is gonna be like so great? I think
0: great? I think Aaron's view is actually in line with the um, at least at this point, the Eldian restorationist. Like I think I don't think he wants he doesn't want to go with the euthanization plan. But he also doesn't he doesn't agree with the royal family at all like that, the self, that like self, the royal yeah. family's view like I feel like that angers him the most out of everything that we see in this episode and that again is something that feels like it's a little bit loaded and kind of ties back to to the political um, the political allegory going on here because like we were talking earlier about the Japanese constitution doesn't allow them to have an attacking military force anymore um, and the Japanese. The Imperial Japanese Army did some really, really, really fucked up shit during World War II. It's not focused. We were talking about this a little bit before the show because it's not focused on as much as American history. We spend more time learning about the Western theater. You might like, I don't know, learn about Iwo Jima or something because there's that iconic photo of the Marines raising the flag and whatnot. But we don't actually talk about uh, the war crimes that went on in Asia nearly as much as we do the war crimes that the Nazis committed in Europe both were horrible and there's a lot of um similarities between the two um i think i might have talked about it a little bit on an earlier show about how that kind of came to head when um the creator of my hero academia created a doctor whose name happened to have a lot of similarities to uh the uh torture camps and human experimentation that was done on the chinese during world war ii and he was like, whoops, my bad. We got to yeah. change this guy's name because. He like if a... someone
1: showed up and is like, I'm Dr. Mengele. Don't even worry about it. And it's like. Yeah. Oh, and you're like. You can't <laughs> use that name anymore. Yeah. That's not. Yeah. Specific yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so,
0: I mean, there's, there's a ton of, there's a ton of history there. I mean, I really recommend just like kind of reading up on. James was telling me about some things that were done in Guam that I wasn't even aware of. I, w- I mean, I'm more familiar with you know, the comfort women situation that happened in Korea and also, you know, a lot of the horrible stuff that happened in China. But it was throughout that entire theater. Um, If you have that context and then you go into this show, it seems a lot like the royal family is saying uh, we can't have an offensive force. And also we need to continue to be uh, punished. For the atrocities that our ancestors committed against these other people even though the current generations don't have anything to do with that which is often a common uh, argument you also see in american politics in relation to slavery um you know this isn't like unique um and aaron's response is that like we're not responsible for those actions anymore we shouldn't be punished anymore for it and also we should maybe be allowed to have a uh, nuclear power, AKA the rumbling in order to stave off attacks from Marley, because, you know, we basically just shouldn't be taking it anymore. And we should be able to make a show of force. Yeah. Um, you can kind of take that argument and say, well, if you look at current events, like say like North Korea firing missiles into the sea of Japan, you might, you know, be able to draw from that. why current Japanese people would feel that they need to have the ability to make a show of force to stave off attacks. So this is all sort of like underpinned, I feel like, in this story. Um, It is problematic to an extent, only in that, uh, at least in my opinion, when it comes to the constitutional issue and stuff like that, there's also, there's a lot of right-wing politics that exist in Japan still, even within the current party, and... uh, They haven't fully admitted to a lot of the atrocities that went on in a way that um, the people they were committed against feel is appropriate. Uh, There's still a lot of fighting in Japan over whether the comfort women in Korea really happened or not. And there's censorship around those sorts of things. Um, So this is all like really messy. There's a lot to like read and also maybe you might feel the application, my application here isn't perfect. Uh, I'm definitely not an expert in Japanese history necessarily. All this is stuff that I just have um, picked up and read about through my job because, you know, when you are looking at a lot of art coming out of a particular country, it helps to kind of know what's going on there and, and what some of the views are and how those sorts of things happen. Um, so that might be some why you see those sorts of opinions coming off online and people who are... Uh, less than thrilled with some of the developments in the show or some of the arguments it appears to be making personally. And then I'll, I'll give the floor to someone else. But personally, um, I feel like Aaron and the story is kind of setting up a false binary. Like you can make arguments about military force and whether they should have one or not. Um, But I feel like the, the argument, oh, we shouldn't be punished for the mistakes of our ancestors in the past is usually thrown out about let's stop talking about that. Why do we have to keep talking about that? I didn't have anything to do with that. That was a long time ago. Which I don't agree with that part. Like, yeah. History is important and like it has generational repercussions on people. Um, World War II might feel like a long time ago, but I mean, we still have survivors of Auschwitz alive right now. Like, yeah. It's not. And What happened, you know, what happened to those people, the victims of those atrocities? um, You know, they have kids, their kids saw how their parents suffered. And that's kind of something we've seen in this show, too, about how that gets passed down generationally over and over. And there's anger there, especially when they don't feel like those um, they've gotten, you know, recognized for what happened in an adequate way.
2: So first of all, that was brilliant, Lindsay. I was like totally captivated by like everything you were saying. I think uh, I literally wrote that down. Like history is important. And I think that I kind of don't agree with anybody. Like I don't like Zeke's plan. I don't like the Royal's plan. I don't like Aaron's plan. I I'm, and I mean, maybe this is too kumbaya, but literally All of this happened because they didn't want to be truthful. Like, right. They were like, let's erase their memories and create some false history. And it's like, if they were just like, Hey, you're LDNs. You have this, this ability, you know what I mean? And it it can be harmful. And like, this is the history and this is, you know, what you need to be aware of. It's like, yes there would be evil eldians right but like maybe systems could be put in place to prevent that you know what i mean or to like somehow combat that but it's like we saw how wonderful the people um of parody are like it's like that would it's like we don't think that we could teach them the truth we could make you know we could be like this is what history is and and teach them you know what i mean and they could be good like is it like really for the three options we're looking at no one thinks that that is feasible and i mean maybe they're so may i mean these people have seen a lot so like i get it like honestly zeke's just like kill him just kill him because he's just like so sick of it you know what i mean and then like i i mean honestly but i wouldn't even want to rank the three options they're all like pretty awful like i think um you know like I was saying, like, I understood what um, the the royal family was saying, that, like, some people have to suffer, some people don't. Like, that's just, like, life. Life is hard. But, I mean, like I said, I don't know if it's too kumbaya, but it's, like, I'm just kind of annoyed that everyone just feels like we have to, like, go to these extremes. Again, what would be the systems that need to go into place to combat, you know, the, you know, an Eldian, you know, being purely evil? Like, I you know, that that's, that's tough, you know? Yeah, and
0: I but, feel like they've never really suggested that there's any kind of diplomatic option with Marley like at all like I feel like the show hinges on the fact that we need to, we have to accept that like Marley will in is imperialistic and will invade and it in, will attack and there's no preventing it whatsoever other than the the mini rumbling that they've been talking about which they feel like would keep people away from Paradis for another 10 years it's like so there's no options that doesn't include a show of force yeah
1: well, and that's Also, the thing that I sorry. Really so quickly,
2: oh. um, someone said like non Eldians would still be afraid and hate them for what they did, though, and like, I honestly like that, like that guts me. That that, comment that kind guts of healing me.
0: takes time. I think it does.
2: It does take time, but it's also like again, we're talking about being truthful, right? And it's like we've seen that the Eldians are humans too, but Marley didn't let people see that the Eldians were human. They were like, they're monsters. This is the propaganda monsters, monsters. It's like, if you are truthful and you're like, yes, these people have this ability. Yes. They've done past things, but they're human. And like, just, I'm sorry. I'm like, I know I'm pushing the whole truth thing. And maybe it's again, like too, too optimistic. You know what I mean? But it's like, I'm just, Like I guess I'm just like shook at the how negative all these options seem to be. Sorry, Mm and I just wanted to comment on that because I'm just like
1: James, you were you were about to say something too. I was just gonna say I think speaking of the whole LDN issue, I think that's the one thing that makes the allegorical interpretation of the show so tricky, and I think it's gonna remain tricky even once the show is done. Is that if we're looking at it from like a, a metaphorical context, right? I think the the framing of the Eldians on Paradise as basically the post-war, post-imperial Japanese who were conditioned into believing that they had to suffer for the, the sins of the past and were denied the ability to, to make war on other people, even though people wanted to make more with them. And I think all of that, it aligns in a way that makes a lot of sense, whether or not you necessarily uh, agree with the implications of it. But I think what makes it tricky and in a good way and a bad way or in a potentially bad way is that on the one hand, I think the show is, has done a very good job of, of demonstrating that the people in Marley themselves are not inherently evil. It's more like the, the machine of imperialism that they basically inherited from the Eldians. And again, if you want to like make historical parallels, right. The, the idea that, you know, World War One was where it started but world war ii is really where america became kind of the military superpower of the world and where the the whole idea of you know the 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 military industrial machine that you know american society kind of pushed on the world had kind of took center stage And, and you can kind of argue that in the same way that you know the ldns allegedly were the ones that first controlled everything and then they were defeated it doesn't really square one-to-one with history, but you can see how it, it kind of tracks on like an emotional level. But mm. the th- the thing that makes it odd is that within the fiction of the show, you know, just within like the purely fantasy world-building of Attack on Titan, the Eldians are like a, a race that possess abilities and and destructive powers that are kind of inherent to their to their bloodline, which isn't to say that they deserve to be discriminated against, but it it it's basically a world where where race is a thing. Like you can be born with this innate ability to turn into a walking meat mecca. Yeah, um, which is <laughs> yeah, which good. is you know which makes it hard because if we're looking at the Titans as like metaphor, that's one thing, but it's like it's. it's You know, so many of the um, really horrible things that were done in World War II, for instance, both by the Imperial Army and by Germany and and Italy, um, was this idea that certain powers deserved to dominate other peoples because of inherent racial differences that set them apart. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, the Germans believed that they were genetically racially superior to the people around them. And, you know, if you go back, there, there was a lot of that going on in Japan, too, where even as they were talking about trying to create this whole pan, you know, Asian alliance. Um, it's the idea of the Yamato. Yeah. And the, yeah. That, you know, that we're that the rest of Asia needs to be guided and led and ruled by Japan because there is something about the Japanese that people at the time and some people today believe is inherently superior. And um, I don't think the show is arguing that the Titans are, that the Eldians are like superior to anyone, which is good, but it it is just weird. And I don't know if the show is ever going to find a way to resolve it. It is weird that there is still like a magical, like literal racial distinction that makes the Eldians different from everybody else in the world um, Mm -hmm. in a way that you could argue is kind of legitimately scary, right? Like the idea that they can turn into these monsters. Like that's, um, you know, that's, that, that is a very different context than a country that, you know, starts becoming a military power and trying to like take over other countries. You know what I mean? Is that like making sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Theo's pointing out here and I I had thought this while you were explaining it, that
0: attack on Titan kind of has an X-Men issue. And this was a, there was a similar plot in the original X-Men about how, you know, mutants had these powers and they were discriminated against for being mutants, but also that they were trying to regulate their ability to use their powers or not because they saw them as inherently dangerous to non-mutants. And it's a it's something that's come up, you know, in comics and in media yeah. in different ways at different times. And I would say that that, that similarity is fair. Um, someone else also said, and I wanted to touch on it also before we ran out of time, that even um, with Grisha, which we saw at the end, even with Grisha's original feelings of, you know, um, uh, restoring an Eldian state and um, overthrowing or, or put, overthrowing Marley and becoming a, a dominant power again, that's where he started at. And by the time we get to the end of this episode, um, and he's been able to see the future via Aaron and what Aaron's ultimate goal is, which we don't actually know, but um, Grisha was able to see it he regrets his actions and is scared of what Aaron plans to do and tells Zeke not to let him do it. So that's
1: there's some foreboding there that's pretty heavy. Um, and can I just say and I'm 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 trying to look it up to make sure that I don't get it wrong, but um the 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 voice acting performance from Grisha in this whole episode and I want to make sure I I, I give credit to the to the voice actor because um uh, I think it's a Yuto Uemura, I believe. Okay. Um but I, I want to. Uh, he did such a good job of communicating like the anguish that Grisha is going through and just yeah. the, the really complex emotions that he's, he's struggling with. Um, I think the moment where he like he kind of collapsed, oh, uh, Hiroshi Tsuchita, Hiroshi Tsuchita, yeah, yeah, Hiroshi, okay. Okay. Hiroshi, Suchida. Hiroshi Suchida. um, the uh. The, when he collapsed and just like screamed, like I did, I killed them. I even killed the children. Are you happy yeah. now? Like, yeah. is that what you wanted? That, yeah. that's one of, I think the most powerful moments that the show has had so far where yeah. you just realize that literally everyone involved in this has been broken. Like there's no, no one's getting out of this clean. Mm-hmm. Except maybe for like Connie. Armin. <laughs> or Armin, for right? Like, we have a couple people who are like Connie and Armin, like they're like, you know, they, they, They'll they'll be good boys forever, right? I know. I God, I love
2: both of them so much. Yeah. On that note, let's end on that. Yeah. Yeah. Connie and Armin are good boys forever. Also, um, Lindsay mentioned earlier, Historia had the longest pregnancy.
0: (laughs) Did I did say that? Period. In a tweet, in a tweet to Jackie, it was like, "God, longest pregnancy ever." What's Historia
2: doing? Yeah, we're like, where is this girl? Like, what?
1: She's in that barn, right? (laughs) Like she's she's in like that. And then this (laughs) kind of refreshed it. Refresh.
0: Oh God, are we getting into like a Jesus metaphor too? Um, we don't know who the actual dad is, and she's gonna have the baby in a manger. Oh my Um, gosh! Oh no! (laughs) I can't. No, but um, who knows? Oh no! Someone just said Armin killed a ton of innocents in Liberio.
1: I don't remember that. Liberia oh, was yeah, he did. Friend. Yeah, when he became... oh uh, That's true. He's also scarred. because Yeah, he yeah turned shoot. Into okay, colossal Armin, titan and, Armin's out. he blew up all those. All if those you think about it,
2: too, stuff. Connie's killed a lot of people as well. I guess just like we said, there ain't there ain't no...
1: They're, they're all broken. Sasha was okay, but then, you know. Yeah. You saw where that got <laughs> it. Wow.
2: Jeez.
1: And then I was thinking... um, I didn't get to say
0: it last time, but Fal- we're going to get Falco back. Because all know he went, and actually titan, Falco is good boy,
2: and he's yeah. gonna get the Jaw Titan now, so yeah.
0: so he should regain his his ability to humanity's shapeshift thing now that he ate the Jaw Titan. So hopefully he'll be
1: back. Um, too bad about his brother, though. Um, I'm just imagining you guys are killing. I'm imagining me. <laughs> like... and Gabby like sitting down for like an, an afternoon dinner as adults, and it's like the ending to we were talking hunger about games. the ending to hunger games it, so, that is legit how this is like,
2: going to end well, it is legit going to be like one of them like traumatized to the point where they're like not functioning cuz am i right like peeta in the end like can't even function like, he's
0: like catatonic
1: like,
2: yeah he's like catatonic and, sh- and katniss is just taking care of him and sh- they live like in the middle of nowhere and they're like i think he gotten is-
1: better but i think she was saying that like he's never going to be where he was yeah like i think he was he was like talking and stuff and but they like they were never going to be like a a white picket fence family yeah
2: anything, like know? he you're
1: bro- broken, broken oh yeah, yeah. connie's
0: mom is titanized too so he's he lost
1: his mom so he's oh yeah it. i remember that yeah <laughs> okay
2: you guys uh, the whole end of the show is just going off sick. the rails so hey, we've
0: got we five minutes and uh, alex wants to know what we th- thought of the music in this episode does anyone remember
1: the music? really good i was actually episode? i've been thinking the past few episodes <laughs> that the score is is really killing it lately um yeah. It's the music's always been good in attack on Titan, but I think yeah. just cause it's been so heavy. Yeah. Um, like an emotionally just really dense. I think the music has done a good job of, of getting all those motions across, especially in that, in that whole scene where they are confronting the Royal family. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the, the score was, was killing it.
2: I'll be honest. It hasn't even stuck out to me. Cause like the dialogue has just been so intense. Yeah. Um... Like I I really am like I have no idea what we are gonna expect for the next the next episode here. Like I'm just like this was um I mean what's gonna happen with to Zeke following seeing this? Because to be honest, like the whole thing kind of uprooted his
1: I think like, his, it uprooted yeah. a
2: lot. Like it's like first of all, I think Zeke was just like I felt like Grisha's motivations were because of his sister's death and he was blinded by that. I think Zeke's motivations has been blinded by kind of just like fucking up his dad's plan for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? And like really villainizing and hating his dad. And so that moment with his dad and also seeing the memories and not, and seeing like, I mean, I don't know if Aaron was straight up manipulating him or not, but like, you know, I mean, something was funky there. You know what I mean? So I'm just, Mm -hmm. I'm very interested to see how Zeke's going to come out of this episode it's pretty clear Aaron hasn't changed a bit yeah it's pretty damn clear yeah. so it's like for me I'm I'm kind of like okay well what are we going to see Zeke do now which has been kind of frankly something very interesting about this anime is that I feel like and someone I shared the comment earlier and someone was like I don't I don't know what Aaron is planning until the end credits roll. And I think that's something that's been very great about this anime is that like just things are switching so often and it, it, that's human. Like that's human. Like
0: people I also want to remind everyone that Zeke uh, ruined my boy Levi. And I was my- going
1: to say, where's Levi? <gasps> really? What's our stump boy been doing? Like, he's Don't been call doing-
0: him stump boy. <laughs> okay. So
2: he um, is going to get his face sewn back together and um, they're completely going off. going to make stop. him like
0: some sort of like robot. Yeah, that's what body. I'm thinking. He's going to be like robot, cyborg.
2: Yeah. He's going to like have to. He ha- he has to live. I don't I don't yeah. know how they're going to do it. I don't know how that's going to work out, but he's got to live.
1: Well, I feel like again, like they had to have shown him surviving because he's like got something to do later, right? Or maybe the but maybe how? just at the end of the how, anime, James, it'll be, like, half
2: of his face like... is split open and he's like blown to bits. Like uh-huh. I'm like. I mean, I'm just being hopeful that they somehow yeah turn him into a cyborg. I really don't know. But it's yeah. just like, he is really. You're like this... a Harry
1: Potter style. Yeah, he, but can I be honest?
2: He has 30. to live because he and Levi have to have, or not he and Levi. He and Zeke need to have the ultimate final showdown. Oh, I don't God, know what I it's going to be, but like he, Levi has to
0: kill Zeke. Or the reverse. I don't know. gonna that like, has to happen. It the blades like permanently on his arms so he doesn't yeah have, like, like Dororo he's gonna yeah, be like Yakimaru yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah yeah I'm not gonna lie
0: that would be I that I would watch that. I'd be there for, that. I'd be there for that Annie is also still sleeping someone
1: pointed that out so I mean she's still a player yes. on the board and, and ever um, since I saw those awesome OADs where it was, like, Annie's noir detective story. I, still I want to watch this. They're so good. I want that I girl back. I need to back. watch I the OAD. To like, yeah. I
2: loved Annie. Yeah, Annie. Annie was, like, such a baddie. Like, she was just, like, uh, I don't know. Like, I felt like Reiner and Berthold were kind of, like, just Berthold's just a big softie. Berthold is kind of a good boy in his own way. Again, a good boy who killed tons of people because yeah. Connie and Armin, but he was in that, like, good boy slash murderer category anyway um Reiner is all over the place I just felt like Annie Annie's like someone I wish I could be like like she's one of those people who's like really good at like not being emotionally reactive like she's very in tune with herself and knows how to like reel it in like I feel like I'm definitely, I mean, I don't want to even say like, I'm like Aaron, but I'm definitely very reactive. You know what I mean? So like, Annie's like one of those people, like, I'm like what to, is it like to be you? need to, to watch out Jackie
1: you? for some, for no, some potential?
2: No, 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 no. But I'm just saying that like, I, she's just like, it's, I, What what is it like to be someone who's just not reactive? Like, I think we saw her show a little bit of emotion if, when there was the flashbacks and I was like shook by it because like, she's just like a a machine to me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, Richard's I don't know. Female
0: Titan and like stomping around. Yeah. And I mean, they couldn't get one just... up on her. Yeah. Yeah. Before we wrap, I, um, someone else pointed out in the comments, comments and I also, I plan to, to touch on this. Next episode's title ties all the way back to the first episode of this dang show. Um, I love it
1: when that happens. That's so sad. So the
0: first episode of the show was um, talking about like to you in 2000 years. Like it was a letter from 2000 years in the past and then uh next week's episode is like it's basically like the worst postal service ever because it took 2,000 years for this letter to get here and we're finally getting it um but yeah I, they, when, they when, when i first saw
1: that title of episode one when i first started watching attack on titan yeah i thought that like the whole shtick was gonna be that this was like a post 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 apocalyptic future and that this is like earth like you know, two thousand years from now, and that we're gonna like learn that there's like this, you know. Um and that's why you have like like the German names and the Japanese names and you know, I mean that
0: would make sense. The map that would make you, sense. Yeah. If you take the map of the world of Attack on Titan, it's just our world flipped upside down. Yes, yeah. And so Paradise is Madagascar. It's weird like that. So yeah, maybe, you know, <laughs> maybe we got hit by a giant asteroid and, and then the entire world, the world went world 180 earth. degrees. Kind of like yeah. what happened to Uranus and it went you know, like that. And that's why it rotates weird and
1: everything. And then some like alien, like meteor bugs came in and gave people the power to turn into giant meat robots. So It's all.
2: You guys, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> this <laughs> episode <laughs> has just been so off the rails, especially <laughs> the <laughs> last like 10 minutes here. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah.
0: Good to have yeah. Lindsay back. Hey, glad to be back. Um, yeah, so I think that about wraps it for this show. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. I think we had more people than usual this
2: Oh my god, with. hold on. Did you read Lost Thieves? Nick,
0: what are you doing? <laughs> Episode
2: 81. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's me.
0: That's me at work. No, I just thought that was... <laughs> Okay, we're done here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt. It. Apologies but, yeah.
1: for not getting back to you or your email right away. It only took what on eight that. years or going on year
0: No, you
1: nine. <laughs> Is yeah, it? 2013. Yeah, you're nine. Nine years. That's that bad. Wow. God, Everyone ooh. knows that like... we are
2: so old. <laughs> sorry.
1: Pandemic, I just, years like, Pandemic years. Don't count. Pandemic years. 10
2: years ago almost.
1: Okay
0: yeah sorry
1: right. are that's they gonna mad. be is that what they're doing they're they're that uh freaking space alien. i'm just look uh i saw darling in the franks all right i'm good at this point i'm prepared for any anime to just be about space aliens now yeah
0: it's well, fine it's always yeah. as, uh well, oh uh, uh the heel wants to know how old we are 34 Lindsay and I are almost on the same birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like three days older than Jackie. Yeah. We're, yeah. We're turning Aries and
2: like teens. Aaron. Just kidding.
1: Yeah. And yeah, um, James, James is the baby, quote unquote. Yeah. I'm gonna get the 30. big three-o here in just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, I well, still got I still got a couple of weeks after my twenties to party it up.
2: What's James? Oh, yeah. James, what's your sign? Yeah,
1: this is important. uh gosh, Aquarius, I think.
2: Oh yeah, if your birthday is is it coming up like soon? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Oh, James is the nicest Aquarius I've ever known. Then.
2: Hey. Yeah, Aquariuses
0: okay. are kind of. Well, now we're going into a whole.
2: Yeah, this would be debate. like. Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: We're a Jack Yeah, exactly.
1: All right, everybody. Thanks you know, for. Us Aquariuses don't deserve to be punished for the sins <laughs> of our past. Okay. I think that <laughs> <laughs> we really need to like. Uh, let let us have our Attack Titans. You know. Yeah. Oh my. <laughs> like, okay. On that
2: right. fine note. <laughs> All right, everybody, we'll see you next week
0: with a letter to 2,000 years in the future. And uh, thanks for stopping by and subscribing and stuff, you know, like smash that that bell button. Yay, follow,
2: follow, follow. Bye.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe.